Welcome to the Landco Podcast, an analytical behind-the-scenes look into land investing and land ownership, covering marketing conditions, current inventory, and updates on all relevant land ownership issues here in Illinois, mixed in with some timely hunting and fishing reports. All right, welcome to the uh, Landco Podcast. Again, last time I told you there's going to be a few different sort of uh, types of these podcasts. The first one is going to be kind of roundtable discussions on new listings that come up uh, that we kind of evaluate and give our opinions on as if, you know, we're talking to one of our clients. The second type uh, is just going to be like individual topics that are relevant to our field uh, just to provide some, you know, insight and hopefully some value to to people on the market looking for property or that own property, you know. so today it's uh, usual suspects again. It's just Ryan and I, Ryan Pudic and I, and uh, today's topic is going to be our advice for people looking for small tracks. And small tracks, I actually consider anything under what forty acres small. Yeah, yeah, I would say, or even twenty acres. Um, yeah, twenty acres. 20, but today, acres. what I really mean for this is. Uh, 10 to 15, you know, five to 15 acres. And we get these calls literally every day, every day. right? Every day. Um, of people looking for these, these parcels. And so the bad thing about that is we get calls from the same people who called us four years ago. Yeah. It just tracks like that are so rare. They still haven't found one. They still haven't found one. four years down the road. And it's just, they are so rare to yep. find. So <clears throat> that's what we want to address because, you know, Ryan and I aren't in that position any, position anymore. Like we're not looking for a ten acre tract, but we deal with it all the time from people trying to find those things. So, uh, how we're going to approach this is like if I was looking for ten acres personally, or if Ryan was, what would we do? Because we've been in this business so long that I think what I would do is probably different than what most people are out there doing. You think that's fair? I, I do. Uh, I know what I would do if I was wanting to buy 10 acres to build a home on for my family or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I know how I would approach it uh, at this point. So let's, that's, we'll, we'll approach it like that, okay? So I think, I think the first thing <clears throat> that we need, that I'd like to establish is that you have to be fairly like self-aware. Like, are you really looking to buy 15 acres or do you just like you like the idea of buying it and you're just kicking the tires, which is totally fine. Um, but you need to be honest with yourself. If you're just kicking the tires and you, it's a dream one day to buy it, but you're not in that position, totally fine. But if you really want to buy it, I think you have to take it, approach it a little differently and be ready, right? Because these, you know, let's say one does come on the market, which is not how most of these 10-acre tracks work. But if one does, you just have to, like, even if it's not perfect, you have to be ready to pounce, right? Because these things right. go fast. Very fast. So I would say the first step, if you're looking for 10, 15 acres, is decide your level of seriousness. And if you're kicking the tires, cool. Approach it like you always have. If you're serious, though, set the money aside or talk to your banker. Get, get, get pre-approved for the loan or whatever you need to do. Be ready, right? Okay, so once you have that kind of done... It still may be a year process because these don't happen overnight. But what I would say, if I was looking for 10 acres, again, establish what you want, but you have to understand that it's not going to be perfect. It's hard to find a 100-acre farm that's exactly what you want. Oh, I've had people call uh, and say, I want 15 acres in a 7-acre lake 
and a couple three, acres, three couple acres, acres tillable, and three acres tillable, so that you know I can put it in alfalfa for my horses or or whatever. And Overlooking like, the spoon road, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like I mean, when you get into these small tracks, you're not going to get everything you want. Some people do. Don't get me wrong. But very, it's a very right. small yeah. percentage. If you're waiting for exactly what you want, you you may you may never buy one. You may never buy one. So even you know my personal farm was 135, <clears throat> and I looked for three years to try to find exactly what I I couldn't find exactly what I wanted. So I I had to settle. Like I there's zero deer hunting on my farm, none. So you get into 10 and 15. The second point I'd like to make is you got to be flexible. Like. If you want deer hunting, fishing, and upland hunting, and waterfowl, it's like, man, that's not going to happen. Right. If it if you're going to wait for that, just be cool with not buying one, which is also fine. But just be honest with yourself. So, be ready to be flexible. If you want, you know, put them in order. What you, if you want deer hunting first, yeah, make a, prior, a list make of the priorities, priorities of yep. what's most important to you and the family, and be ready to be flexible because they don't happen a lot. So that's the second point. The third point is. And this one's a little uh, gray area because we're a brokerage too, uh, and we try to help everybody. But you get down to that 10-acre mark or whatever it is, and let's say it's a $50,000 piece of property, it's really hard to get a broker to work full-time for you. Um, Not that we don't like to help everyone, and not that every broker doesn't like to help everyone, but that can be a full-time job to find a 10-acre tract, and it could take two years. And at the end of the year, or at the end of the game, on a fifty thousand dollars sale, you know, what do you make on that? Is that uh, maybe two grand? Two, yeah, two or three grand. And if you have to split, it, you're talking fifteen hundred. Yeah. So it's, it's just, just a lot of time invested. It's a lot of time. Yeah. So you can lean on brokers, and they will. Which we do every day. We do it all the time, yeah. and we, if we hear of anything, we pass it along. But I think to be to have a full-time broker working around the clock to try to find you that 10 acres it's tough. is very, very tough. Like you said before we started here, <clears throat> you can do that with a residential realtor, mm-hmm. but then they're going to try to find you a 10-acre residential tract. Right, which is going to be <coughs> probably three times the price. Yeah, at least. It could be 150 grand. It's, a, it's an oversized house site at that point, Correct. <clears throat> which is not what we're talking about. Right. Um, so just understand that a lot of this you may have to do on your own, which happens all the time. Mm-hmm. So... What I would do, once we get past all that, kind of being self-aware and knowing what you're looking for and being ready to buy. Make your list of priorities. Make your list of priorities. I would would look at an overhead view of a map and look for pieces where someone might be willing to divide out 10 or 20 acres. Correct. And I think, correct me, I mean, you've done this too, but I I think... That's not going to happen on an 80-acre piece of timber. Like, somebody bought that to deer hunt. Correct. Um, it's not going to – it's going to be hard to ha- have a farmer divide off 10 acres of tillable because that's what he wants. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but if you find that find that middle area to where <clears throat> you're right on the edge of timber and tillable and there's a tract with – Maybe an irregular boundary. <clears throat> that irregular the, the, boundary, The guy yep. wants to, you know, square his piece up and is willing to sell that 10 acres off to you yep. to square his piece up because it adds value that way. So be it. Yep. So find find parcels <clears throat> that, again, common sense rules, man. If you see 80 acres and it's uh, 60 tillable and a farmer owns it and there's 10 acres of timber that could be divided off, well, like, he might sell that. Like, in general, farmers find timber worthless. Yeah. Right? They don't put a value to timber. Yep. So um, 
But they also don't seek out to sell it very often. I mean, it's not like they're going to go list 10 acres of timber to try to sell it. Right. So I think if you pull up, uh, you know, pull up Google Maps and... And you decide you, you've targeted, let's say, the county, mm-hmm. and then you zeroed in, all right, so now I know I want to be in Tazewell County, but then now you say, okay, I want to, I want to target, because my long-term goal is to build a home. So then now you've decided on your 10 acres, yeah. you've decided, okay, I would like to be in the Metamora or Washington or Morton school districts. So now you've targeted, brought that, shrunk that in, and then you can bring it in even farther and say, okay, my number one priority, I want to be in the Morton school district. So I'm going to look at all the outlying areas around Morton first yep. and, and kind of kind of do it in that process. Yeah, I, 100%. So w- once you have that, <clears throat> I think what most people don't <clears throat> get also <clears throat> Sorry, is that like they think there's a timber track and a tillable track and they're all kind of divided out evenly. If you look at a big map, you know, look over Morton or Taswell and there's big timber draws. There's, you know, oh, yeah. creeks and and so you'll find a big timber section and then a big tillable section. And so is that's it's probably those transition areas that's going to be your hot spot, right? Because that's where that's where farmers are going to own, but they're also going to maybe own a little tillable. You know, if you get further towards the tillable, there, you know, then you get up in the flat stuff, and no right. one's going to sell any of that. Right. You get down into the bottoms and the big timber draws, and that's going to be tough. But that transition area, what you're looking for is a farmer that's going to sell off ten or twenty acres. Yeah. That isn't maybe great tillable. It's not producing any any income for him, yep. and and he's willing to get rid of it. So I I think that's a good way to start doing it. So, but let's be honest about that too. I mean, you could call. You know, how many of those do you think you have to call before one is mildly interested? A lot. A lot. So it may be a year process. You have to be used to and okay you to, with you got to remember, you're going to be dealing with a lot of... Uh, if, if you find a guy that's willing to carve off 10 or 20 acres, believe me, you're not the only guy that's looking for 10 or 20 acres. And there's probably, you know, a family member... Within that owns of the landowner that's looking for ten or twenty acres, so that's another hurdle that you got to overcome. So you might call, you know, you set your goal to call one a week. You may call fifty. It may take a year Mm -hmm. to get one, maybe. Mm -hmm. So we're not. I'm not saying this is a a process that goes fast either, but uh, I think you're going to get more opportunities. And if you do that, and you're always active, and you have a plan, and you execute it. At some point, you will find yourself in a conversation about buying some land from somebody. Mm-hmm. And you think that's fair? Absolutely. So uh, it's just like in anything else. It's a numbers game. The yeah. more people you get in front of and talk to, knock on their door, whatever, you know, it's it's you'll end up getting into that conversation eventually. It yeah. may take 10, 20, it may take 50. We don't know. But it, it is a numbers game. Yep, I, I agree 100%. It, it just it takes a little more action and... Um, commitment than it would if you're going to buy 200 acres because that stuff no they come to us for that like sellers correct those are a little harder to sell so now you pick a broker you know hopefully us and it's like hey i want 200 acres and we'll find it for you we just don't run into these 10 acres that often because they don't there's not a lot of them out there there's not a lot of them out and when they do they sell family members they well they don't care if they don't sell them because you know now you're talking there's a lot of those 10 to 20 acre parcels that are sold what i want to say under the table because it's it's uh, you know uh, John Smith has got twenty acres he wants to sell, but you know he's got a, a one of his best friends wants to buy it, or you know a family member wants to buy it, or so on and so forth. You never hear about them yep. because they they're they're sold what I call internally. Hundred percent. So 
I would say that's the next thing is you have to be active and go do some of that stuff. <clears throat> I think you probably take it one step further and like, you know, figure out where the farmers are hanging out, throw a couple flyers on the wall, you know, yeah. whip, want to buy 20 acres, we'll pay full price yeah. or pay top pay, dollar, pay whatever. top dollar, yeah, whatever it is. And again, all, all you're fishing for is one. And then yeah. when you get it, you can't be too picky. You know, again, like we said last podcast, if your goal is to own 100 acres someday, it is very, very rare that someone just buys 100 acres as their first parcel. Yeah. You know, like you, you talk to any of these big landowners and they started off they with, start off with uh, a 20. You know, a 20, and then that mm-hmm. dominoed into a 240 by the time they were done. Or 100%. Yeah. Yep. So uh, don't be too picky. Use it as a stepping stone in the next one, even if it isn't exactly what you want. Um, if you want to get even further, man, you could use. You know, Facebook advertising, you could target, like, exactly who you want. And I know a lot of people don't do it, but spend 20 bucks and put a Facebook post out that's targeting farmers in Tazewell County, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and say, you know, willing to pay top dollar for up to 20 acres of timber or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like you said earlier, man, it's a numbers game. Yeah, and I mean, even as simple as simple as a Craigslist ad, Yep. you know, you could do that. You know, everybody's looking on Craigslist, you know, one of the, you know, I'm a little bit older than John, but you know there's a thing a, a, a print ad or a print um, publication called the Trading Post. Run a uh, you know a, a ten dollar ad in the Trading Post. You know uh, you know there's people that still look at that stuff. Or Farm Week in the class. Farm Week, yeah. correct? Yep. Yes. So <clears throat> I think that's it. Again, we keep coming to the fact that on these smaller tracks, you have to be aggressive. Mm-hmm. You have to go do a lot of it yourself. Uh, another thing that you, uh, I think the last thing that I would say that I would do if I was looking for 10 to 20 acres is <clears throat> you can still look at listings that are listed that are bigger and offer something different than they have offered. Again, it's going to be, you're going to have to get used to the answer no. Uh, what I would also say there is this happens to us all the time. Hey, there's 100 over, the, over there. Hey, do you think they divide out 40? Well, I don't know. We can ask. Yeah. Which we do. Which we do. But what I always tell people who, who ask me that is that question is going to carry a lot more weight if it comes with some money, yeah. if it comes with an offer. Yeah. So if I say, you know, let's say you have 100 acres listed and somebody wants to buy 20. It's like, hey, Ryan, would you divide off 20? It's like, well, probably not. I know. But what ha- – what, but- they're willing to give you this much for this 20. Changes now everything. that changes the whole conversation. Yeah. So now my conversation is, hey, they're going to give you, f- they're willing to pay five grand for this 20 you know, per, acre. per acre. So now now we can sell the, the rest for a little a little less mm-hmm. and still be whole, or we could wait it out and we might sell it for more than we expected. And they're leaving a good a track that's very easy to sell or whatever. That, that conversation is different when it's actual dollars. Yes. So... Look at all these listings out there and see if they divide well and start making offers. But start making offers with dollars attached knowing to Knowing that what you, what you can afford and exactly. knowing that you can, uh, you've already done your due diligence and have the money, uh, whether it's cash or uh, uh, pre-approved from yeah. the bank. And on that last one, a broker can help you a little more yes. because they can go to bat for you. They can, they can explain to the uh, seller why it works mm-hmm. and how why it makes can, sense. Why it makes sense yeah. and how we can sell the rest of the property. But so, but just to go to the seller and say, "Hey, I got a guy that's willing to buy twenty acres off off the corner here for uh, off of a hundred acre track," is probably not going to go very far. Yeah, it's not. So, um, 
you know, we could beat this to death for, for a while, but that that's the gist of it, man. I, I would say that in general, if you're looking for a small tract, like anything in life, you just you're gonna have you're gonna have to be prepared. You're gonna have to be active, and you're gonna have to execute. Be patient. You're gonna have to do all that. And it's like if if all you're gonna do is talk, it's like an idea. You know how many people, how many of our buddies have ideas for the best companies in the world? All huh. of them. They don't do anything. <laughs> yeah. It's the it's the two or three that that execute, and then five years down the road, they got a cool business. Correct. These ten to twenty acre tracks are no different. Every person that we run across wants ten to twenty acres. Mm-hmm. The guy that we talked to in two years that has one. They've done the stuff that we're talking about. Yes. So uh, get out there, do it yourself, get used to hearing the word no because you're going to hear it more than not, but don't let it slow you down mm-hmm. on offering Don't let it discourage you. Don't let it discourage yeah. you because I don't know the number, but I'm saying if you're, at, if you're looking for 10 acres, you might have to make 50 offers, 40. Yeah. It's going to be and, a lot. And, you know, you may get lucky and it's only four or five offers. Yeah. You know, to the right guy, but... Um, it, 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 it's going to be a process. But the guy that has just been talking about wanting 10 acres that's never made any, Kobe, man, you're going to miss all the shots you don't take, yeah, right? Exactly. So you want 10 acres, but you're just waiting for 10 acres to come along? Yeah, not not going to happen, man. No. Not going to happen. So uh, that's just our advice. And again, these are just our opinions, man. We see it every day, so we're just offering our advice on, on what we see and how we think it would it would work better, like if we were in that position, how we would do it. Um so that, that's about all we got for that one, man. Uh, we're going to, I think the next episode is going to be another roundtable uh, discussion on the new listings, probably in a week or two. And then we'll periodically plug in episodes like this where we talk about individual topics and, and things like that. So if you have something you want us to talk about, let us know. If not, we hope you enjoyed this one and we will uh, catch you on the next episode. Thanks, guys.